Welcome back to episode 49 of the Top Loaded Podcast. And it's not just an ordinary episode. This is the London Card Show special. Yep, it seems like two weeks ago, but we are back another week at the London Card Show. It's going to be bigger, better, and just everything's fantastic like usual. <laughs> so we've got, we're going to be buying, selling, trading everything on Saturday and Sunday, and obviously at trade night, meeting all of our great friends. And first of all, Harry. This is going to be confusing for everyone. We've got two Harrys on this week. <laughs> I always say this. But obviously, HGA, as I'm going to just call him for this episode to make it easier. How are you doing, my friend? Yes, very well. Yeah, it always gets confusing. We have Harry back on, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, week of the London Card Show. Very, very excited. Um, as we all say, you know, it absolutely flies around. We think, oh, we've still got you know, another two months. And next thing you know, we're, what, five days away. So, um, but no, yeah, absolutely buzzing for it. And really looking forward to getting getting back down here and getting, getting involved. Right, yeah, so 100 we can't absolutely can't wait for it now. And our first guest of actually a few this week, because it's a massive bumper special, is the one and only Harry from the London Card Show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to be back on, as you say. It seems like yesterday we were sitting down to do the the show and uh, to talk about the show in October. But yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. All good. Looking forward to to getting in there. It's going to be big. I was going to say, I think that is the perfect way to start. Obviously, we've all come to love Sandown Racecourse and the downstairs of it. And now it's the, but as we, I remember when the first time you come on, we were talking about the evolution of the London card show and the evolution of our trade night. We've had a two day a show and yep. now it's the move upstairs, which I remember you saying to me, I can't wait to actually be able to pull it off and it's happening. So the evolution is very well underway. Yeah, very much so. It's, it's something we, uh, we're very passionate about um, taking like one step forward rather than rather than ten at the same time. Just kind of building. Um, yeah, it's going to be huge. Two hundred tables. We're going to have a main stage. Uh, we're going to have a, a creator area, like like live streaming. Um, so it's going to be really really good. We've got some huge, if not the biggest, sponsors from the, the car collecting world. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be a spectacle. Um, and, and I, I personally, I'm a bit annoyed. I, I've got to run it because if uh, if I wasn't running it, I'd uh, I'd certainly be uh, jumping in and getting involved. Perfect. I think briefly, well, just before we talk about obviously the upcoming show this weekend, just a quick look back to the tail end of 2022 and actually 22 years because it was a very successful year from our, how we see the London Card Show and how it progressed. So, how did you find 2022 for you in running the show and also? obviously expanding it as we went along yeah um it's it's kind of like we it went exactly as we wanted to an extent obviously there were hiccups in the road there were things which didn't exactly go to plan fire alarms so um uh but it's it's just all part of it um a lot of a lot of about running a business it is about improvisation to things you're not expecting but as I've said, we, we kind of knew the growth we wanted to go on, like step by step, and we kind of stuck to that quite well with with the plans, as, as you've alluded to, the trade that we're firstly moving to Sandown, then the trade night, then the two day, and now we're uh, we're going up to the the Surrey Hall, which is um yeah a big step. It's almost a, a brand new show for us, um new floor plan, few new sponsors new areas so it, it, it's taken a lot out of myself and the team but we're, we're really looking forward to it yeah like i said i remember i think it was a middle show last year and when i got there and there was a honey convention on upstairs and i was like 
come on. I was I was looking at thinking if they can do it, so, so could we. And then I know like the card world's getting big, so like we're really good to see it move upstairs. And I've got to ask one thing. Obviously, that fire alarm was a massive pain <laughs> in the backside, but obviously it. I would not know where to start because no doubt vendors didn't want to leave because they had their stock in there. Yeah. But how, obviously, you don't plan, you try and plan for everything, but did that ever even, <laughs> did you even ever imagine that coming up? Um, no. I mean, we kind of, we, we've been briefed about it like the, the venue always does in this situation. You need to get everyone out. And, and a lot of the, the vendors rightfully didn't want to leave their stuff. Um, and unfortunately, I just be like, like, this isn't really a question. I kind of have to get you to leave. There's, there's a fire alarm. Um, so it stuff like that. I had to like reassure them that well, we've got insurance, that kind of stuff, or all, 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 all the logistical kind of stuff. <clears throat> so we kind of very quickly knew that obviously the vendors had to come back in first. We had to check the passes, all that kind of stuff. So. Um, we had our procedure, which we kind of hadn't thought we'd need, but we kind of did in, implement. Um, so, yeah, something which was unexpected. We hope not to happen again for more reason than one. Um, but again, everything was responded very quickly to the fire department, which we're very grateful for. And similarly, the um, all the attendees and the vendors who, who were very understanding. Yeah, fantastic. I'm going to pass over to HJ now as we look forward to the first show of 2023 and what's going to be another bumper year. Yeah, I think you know every, everyone is now talking about about London coming forward, and you know we're in the week of of the London Card Show now. Um, I think I, I will first slightly touch on the subject. Obviously, CardCon has just been. Um, anything on on the subject of obviously you know a potential competition um, or anything sort of going going forward this year? Yeah, it's. It was an interesting one. I think it's been one of those things which is kind of a lot of people have seen and some people don't agree with it, with how it was set up, how how it will look very similar to a London card show and being a former sponsor, how it was, he, they partnered with, with an individual who wasn't seen fantastically in the eye of the hobby. And um, yeah, it, it's it's it seemed to go well. The Saturday certainly seemed to, um go, go okay go well um i'm not really sure about the sunday sunday's always a, a tougher sell um heard mixed things but look when when you label yourself as Europe's premier show without doing a show it, you're always going to have people rubbing yeah scratching their heads because it's, it's a bold statement um they shot for the stars and it's just one of those things that uh, maybe they'll build maybe they won't but um like I said, the Ironman Card Show isn't what it is today and it hasn't happened overnight. This is going to be our eighth, seventh, seventh, eighth show now. Um, so we're still novices, amateurs in the scene in our eyes. But at the same time, we've built, we've gone from 10 tables, 40 attendees to 30 tables to 50. We've grown it, grown it, grown it. And we're really passionate about how we've grown it. Um, and that comes with trust. That comes with the respect of the public, and and I'll be the first to say respect is earned and not given. And um, yeah, that, that's all I can really say on the matter. It's it's good having another show, but it needs to be run properly. It needs to be run in a good way where people can trust. And I'm definitely not saying Cardcon didn't do that, 
I'm just saying that it's uh, it's important that they build and and look to build rather than just expecting it to be a, a 300 table show, which we would never even aim for at this stage. Yeah, I think you know you'd be probably pretty much hit the nail on the head there in terms of in terms of card and sort of how it went. Um, I think you know looking forward now to London this Saturday. Um, what obviously can can people expect? Obviously, you know we, we're moving upstairs now. You've got the main stage. Um, in terms of so you've got some some big names coming in there. I understand also you've got a very small announcement about two brands that are going to be coming in for the upcoming show. Um, but yeah, it's set to be a, a really a bit again another step up from from October. It's exactly my point, and um, not kind of nit there hitting the nail on the head there. H, it's we have kind of done things. This is the biggest step we've done. We've gone bigger, bigger tables. Uh, sorry, bigger capacity, more tables. Um, and as well, we're doing a, a live stage, so a little bit more entertainment, a break area. For those of you who remember way back at Tolworth, we did have a break area, but it just didn't really go to plan because it needed manning. So we've got whatnot on board uh, that are taking that on and uh, are going to be streaming all day on, on various, um, with various different people. And similarly, main stage with top. Um, we're really excited. We've got a pretty cool lineup there. Some like a, a football freestyle is going to come do do some stuff on the Sunday with uh with a match tax kind of theme day with the swap shop, which is going to be really really good. Trying to get more families in, but we've also got interviews and Q and A's with the likes of Tops and eBay, which we're really excited for. And um, we're just trying to expand. As I say, we're we're trying to go one step bigger every time. And of course, there's a ceiling there is a ceiling to everything but we feel like we can carry on growing and want to start competing with with the boys over in the states yeah i think there's, there's so much i think you know the as the, as the shows have gone by we, we're seeing so much more potential that we can compete with those 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 big boys in, in the us and the capacity is getting there and you know i feel like we are london culture is growing to that to that way of things so it's good to see just to hear also you know we're, we're growing the capacity growing the tables growing the, the vendors and it's it's gradually scaling up to to where you know you may have been, may not have may have envisioned it you know when you first put on your first show so i can't imagine you probably got it to think this far ahead um but no yeah as i said i think everyone's really looking forward to, to this weekend that it's kind of set to be you know the biggest obviously london card show yet um how have ticket sales been for you? I know we saw a post go out the other day with Saturday now being sold out. Obviously, you know, tables sold out in the first sort of hour. Um, but yeah, how have how have sales been this time around? We're, yeah, Saturday, uh, we've, we've sold out. There's going to be around 16, 1,700 people there. Um, <clears throat> we kind of didn't want to get to the stage of as busy as it was downstairs. And obviously, it's a bigger area stuff there so more people can fit in but it's the only negative i'm not sorry not the only uh, but it's one of the main bits of feedback we got that was negative saying that it was almost too crammed too busy on that saturday um so we want to kind of avoid that make it more enjoyable for the attendees um so they don't have to wait to go to every school they're at and it's it's a great problem to have to get me wrong um but yeah we're we really happy with saturday obviously selling out um tables obviously saturday sold out 200 tables sold out in i think two hours which is just bonkers um sunday took a, a little bit longer but as i said sunday is the toughest sell um we're expecting around 
800 people for the Sunday, which for us is is more than we were we were anticipating. And trade night is is going to be bigger and better than ever. PSA will be sponsoring that again. Um, so that that's going to be good. Um, so yeah, we, we, over the course of the weekend, we are anticipating to have 3,000 people be there, give or take, which is which is big, which is a lot more than our forecasts were predicting. And any more fire alarms, or are we not anticipate any of those? Shut up. that we always Um, say expect the unexpected (laughs) exactly um yeah no ideally not but again what happens happens all i'll say is um this is gonna be so cringe i i read it from i don't know an instagram page from last time but it was like the london ticket was the hottest ticket in town that even the fire department showed up so I was like, I was like, yeah, fair. I'm not going to copy that because people will absolutely, all, all my mates in the hobby will absolutely crucify me. And as I look at you two people listening on Spotify, they are just cringing to anything. So um, I mean, yeah. they say there's no such thing as bad publicity. So you, you can't you can't knock it too much on <laughs> your head that you got a bit of a talking point around around the last show. So um, yeah. we're always happy to give the fire department a few free few free passes. They just need to ask. A few free packs of chrome on the side. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's going to be a great day. Um, but the preparation that myself and my team have done is is tireless. Long, long days in the build up to the show, meetings. Um, because as I've said, this isn't just about a show now. It's about an event with the main stage and the the break area or the creator studio. Um. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. There's a little bit of everything there for everyone. We've got guest artists coming down who've worked on some unbelievable sets, like Star Wars, um, like really high-end stuff. So definitely go and check them out. Um, and, yeah, we, we, we can't wait. I think it's one of those things, obviously, for people that are listening and watching, you know, they go to the show and just see it as a show. But then it's when you get people like you on that can talk about the behind the scenes, it's, it's incredible to hear what goes on from you know the the end of the show to then looking forward to the next one and the the man, the man hours and the countless meetings that go into putting on the show as it is so yeah it's really interesting to hear obviously the whole picture as opposed to just that weekend of of the show so um yeah i'll pass it back over to to ron i think he's got a couple more a couple more talking points yeah i think the thing to pick out from what you just said was and a good question for you would be Obviously, now it's where it's from a show. It's going definitely into an event. And I think that's what a lot of people say. Like, if you look at the different American ones, you've got shows here and there, and then the big ones are events. Was that like a goal of yours to actually create an event as well, rather than just a show like at the beginning? Because look, when you look at the Nationals, Dallas shows, Burbank shows, it's not all about just tables and shows. A lot more bringing the hobby to the people who are going, and I think that's one of the main things that people really appreciate when they see them kind of things. It's the smaller things that that we kind of worked on and doing a lot of reading. You kind of learn that one percent matters when you do it. Increase ten lots, ten lots, and by that I mean like if you just keep it as it is, you might expand, you might grow, but not to the rate where if you try and improve one little thing every time. And that's what we've tried to do every show and. I'll be honest when and I said no I've said it on on here before but I started a show up simply because I wanted there to be shows in the UK there wasn't like it's part of part entrepreneurial but very much part more part collector because I just wanted to be a part of it and unfortunately it's 
it's grown to a rate where I can't even be, well, I can be a part of it, but not in terms of the collection. It's awesome walking around, saying hello to everyone, um, speaking to everyone, kind of looking at what's there, but then I'll get radio in my ear that I needed the other end of the hall. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those, but we, we grew when we grew. Um, I didn't see it until say maybe this point last year when we moved to stand down and we went there's there's possibility for this to be an event um rather than just a show where we could do stuff where the whole family could come down try and get it so if a mum and a son that father and a son whoever daughter come down want to come down let's try and get it so the whole family come down so there's just expanding it like that give it more reasons so we've got a couple names which we're hoping to to bring in for the show, which again, even at this stage, it, it, it's last minute um, to try and like influence us down. But we've got footballers coming down this time, like professional footballers. I think Tossin is, is, is making his best efforts to, to, to be there. Obviously, being a Premier League footballer, you've got to understand that timetables and schedules don't always work well. Um, but it'd be great to have him down. We've got a few championship players down now, um, which is going to be good to see them Again, a couple influencers and people which are quite big in the scene with um, quite high up and well-known uh, in the card industry will be coming. Um, and yeah, I think it's testament last show that we've got so many people from across the pond coming over and um, none less than, than Ryan. So um, yeah, they're keen to come over again. The card quite, quite often talks the Card Talk podcast. Um and they're yeah they're quite keen to come over all, all three of them this time and yeah it's back back to point in terms of the event it's it's one of those things that is possible but it wouldn't have been possible without planning and step after step um so we're looking forward to seeing the response that people are going to have to to this new look London culture definitely I think just like bouncing back on the point of like I was saying about Ryan like a few of them coming over how does it feel like after, like even though straight away after the show you're looking at the next one when you go on YouTube and you're seeing like some of the big, like bigger creators actually from like doing the videos from the show you must have felt like quite like proud of what you've achieved because it's not easy a just to make a show but b then to attract some of these names to fly halfway across the world to it as well. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I'm a very humble person. I don't like thinking I've not succeeded because I know I'm doing uh, and succeeding with the show but sitting back and going right this is done well because then you kind of take your foot off the accelerator um for me I'm always trying to improve whether it's as I said the one percent and sometimes I do get the kind of like oh well I've I've, I've done this like this is like my creation and uh, you know I'll be the first to say my team helps me a hell of a lot I'm just the the unfortunate person that is a, is the face of it. So um, <laughs> where when yeah, there's a lot of hard work done behind the scenes, as I've said, with meetings, with promotions, with graphic design. Um, yeah, it it it's not just me, but uh, someone had to start it, and and that was me. So I am very proud that I've done that, but I'm not the kind of person that will go around and trying to go, oh yeah, I did this, I did that, because it's not going to get me anywhere. But I'm proud of myself, um, but always looking ahead, always looking how we can progress and improve. 
Yeah, as I say, I remember on one of the last shows, it's good to coincide the shows with these big sporting shows. Obviously, we had UFC in London once before, and now this one is Super Bowl weekend. So yeah. I, I'm quite a massive fan of it's going to be a lovely day because it's going to be card show all day now. You stay up at 12 to about 4 a.m. watching <laughs> the Super Bowl. We're going to need a nap somewhere, mate. We're going to need a nap because I'll be doing the same. You can call that for the next show, a little nap room or something in the corner. <laughs> mate, don't do <take> me. <laughs> Just get radio and fruit. Harry, Harry. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's 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 good. We don't always do it intentionally, but for this one, it was kind of like, again, uh, looking to the next show dates uh, will be announced on the Sunday, so there will be an opportunity and and tickets is a bit of an exclusive there for you boys. Um, but tickets will be released on the uh, on the Monday, the day after the show. Um, just because the time between the next show, this show and the next show isn't as long as it normally is. Um, but nonetheless, it's there's a lot going on. Um, obviously, Super Bowl Sunday, um, so expect uh, NFL to be a, a big talking point. But of course, I'm I'm really excited, and you know me, uh, F1, F1, F1. Um, cars have already started being released at this point. Um, and so, yeah, ho- hopefully we'll be seeing a brand spanking new Mercedes that's going to be uh, ha- having a certain George Russell at the top of the podium a lot this year. Uh, well, that's definitely something we both want to see. And like you say, it's definitely full in F1 season now. And before we before we touch on one last one on the card show, we've spoke about it quite a bit. Just needed to get your opinion on F1 Chrome, obviously the new one what's come out. Okay. We've we've quite like I'm personally I always Harry always corrects me here what the name is but the actual track cards I love I need to buy them but better or worse than the last Chrome obviously the first one is the legendary oh, one much but better much better we're in I I think it's clear I weirdly second year I think they try to jazz it up too much um although print run was just as low as first year it's just not a nice card and i think people were stay with me here because this is a long a long <laughs> a long kind of uh theory people were it was still so close to 2020 that product was still available the cards were still kind of readily available so people were kind of still going you know what i'd rather spend <clears throat> excuse me a little bit more on the um on 2020 than i would on 2021 but now kind of like 2020 is just gone. Like if you see a box of that, you're like, you're in dream town. And if you see it below like 2K pounds, you're laughing. So, so um, there's that. 2021 came along, it started off hype and then it kind of just crashed. I remember like over the case of a weekend, it kind of, or not a week, maybe a week or so. It, it just, I, I don't, no one knows why, but it just kind of like boxes were readily available. Maybe tops sent out a load and uh, I don't know. For some reason, 2022 um, is just more widely spread. Maybe it's because the likes of whatnot um, on the streaming are readily available. So breaks are much easier to do. You don't have to sign up to a certain breaker. You can literally go, okay, well, I'll, I'll just join that break now. I'll just join that break. It's, it's more readily available. So there's a few things, but even the designs are kind of nicer. Um, the sets are kind of nicer. And although there's no massive rookies again, um, you've got kind of it's more modern. You've got obviously George Russell his Mercedes, uh, Mercedes outfit, um, Albon back in the um, back on the grid, which I know he's he's a fan favorite. <clears throat> so yeah, it's 
I, I haven't got involved 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 in loads of the uh, of breaks this year just because I've been so busy. But at trade night, and certainly if I get five minutes at the show, I'll certainly be trying to pick up a couple boxes uh, and degen at the trade night like I normally do. <laughs> I hope to hear. I hope to hear a message or a post come out. Oh, another big hit is heading heading your way in, in that lovely <laughs> little silk case. I know you've got with some of the lovely hits, which. I think me and Harry was eyeing up quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, for me... Some probably, things you look, but you can't touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like we say, though, it's going to be a great show. Trade night's going to be fantastic for everyone having on. But obviously, just before, for people getting there, obviously, it's slightly moved in terms of moving upstairs. So I guess parking is going to be exactly the same in terms of if anyone's driving along, that the, park, the car park's going to be lovely and right next door for everyone to uh, park at. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, the entrance is obviously going to be the main entrance this time, which is really nice. Um, instead of the the side entrance, as good as that was, vendors again going to be going around the back instead of using the that first door to go into the other hall. It'll literally just be the two doors down. So, in terms of logistics from that aspect, um, it's fantastic because we're at a new venue without being at a new venue. Um, and people have the familiarity of oh, okay, well, it's the same train, it's the same location, just the luxury of it being in the bigger halls so um yeah i'm always very grateful to stand down they're they're very good and uh, easy to work with um and, and have been very helpful um and yeah i'm just looking forward to getting in there sit, 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 seeing it um i'm gonna be sick of the sight of the place i've been there like three times in the past, past couple of weeks anyway but then on friday i'm gonna be there from noon till probably god knows what time 10 10 o'clock at night back there uh, probably six thirty-seven in the morning the next day um until probably well trade night finishes at nine so i'll be there till 10 sunday be there again seven till probably six so um what i'm saying to everyone is please don't try and call me on monday just because i'm not going to pick up <laughs> no we honestly we can't wait for it this weekend it's going to be an absolute blast that hopefully we're going to be got a load of content lined up not just at the show but after the show and everything around it because we're yes, 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 really yes, looking forward to it so do pay close attention to some things that will be coming out on the youtube very soon which will be great yes. but like we say we wish you all the best for this weekend show we can't wait for it we obviously harry will be there saturday sunday android and i'll be there just the sunday but as you say good luck with the show we'll see you, you. this weekend and hopefully you're walking away on Sunday with at least a couple of F1 cars. <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed. No, yeah, it's um looking forward to it. Just a few pointers, as always. I know I always say it, but um, all tickets are picked up on the day of the event. I'm sick of saying it, but it's very fair enough. Um, so don't worry if you haven't got your tickets, you weren't supposed to. If you do have your tickets, they're fake. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, rock up with a form of ID. Um, get in there. Um, as always, nine thirty for VIPs, ten o'clock for general admin. Um, for the Sunday, uh, you can buy tickets on the door. For the Saturday, there might be a very, very few amount on the door because there's always cancellations last minute. Um, so yeah, do DM us. We might be able to get you in on the Saturday. Um, but yeah, as always, any questions, feel free to drop us a message on our Instagram or send us an email. Um, from the website, we'll be we'll, we'll be sure to get back to you as soon as we can. And yeah, we just we can't wait to have everyone back at Sandown, back at the London Card Show for what is the biggest show in the UK. And and yeah, see you all there. 
yeah we can't, honestly we can't wait for it and it was so we can't wait so much we had to do a special this week so yeah. thank you very much for joining us we're now going to move over to our second part of the thing where we're joined by third down displays to talk about everything being a vendor at the show so we'll catch you right after this little break and massive thank you yet again for harry for joining us and now joined by i'm gonna i've got it prepared this is one i prepared earlier the older model of the stands and obviously was lovely purchased by those guys at third down displays who are going to show off some lovely new models and you know what going to try and tempt this for all our money because harry's probably eyed up that 17 stands in the pre-show but <laughs> how are we doing yeah not bad mate not bad at all we uh yeah busy getting all the new stuff ready getting the printers printing ready for london um get everyone's stands ready to, to be down there lots of pre-orders so yeah very busy in there time up to the uh card show next weekend yeah i was gonna this say weekend. last time last time we yeah this weekend this whatever whatever it is but we're recording this the friday so eight days before the show so if there's any mix-up there's mix-ups late on friday as well not early yeah. late on friday. <laughs> what, what our commitment our commitment to the cause is just beyond the going far away and beyond. but last time we spoke obviously he was gearing up that is near about 10 months ago now and we were still talking about the upcoming shows and trying to grab up. And obviously since then, there's been new card stand designs. But how has been like going to shows for you guys? Because obviously a lot of people know buying at shows, but how is it actually selling at these kind of shows? So it's it's all about getting your, your tables right. So a lot of them now have the same sort of tables. So we've been to a few that tables are slightly thinner, some are slightly longer. And there is an initial moment when you see the table, you're like, oh, what am I going to do with that? Whereas definitely at London and, and those that are the, the bigger venues, you, you know what you're going to get. They all use the same sort of table. Um, so you can actually sort of plan your space out before you go so you know what you put in there. Um, yeah, so we've done probably since we last spoke, probably eight shows. Um, they're all over the UK. So obviously we went to Scotland, we've been in Wales, all the way down to Brighton. Um, then we went over to, to Germany, did the, the show over there. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of different experiences, um, different shows, so some quieter ones, some busy ones, some in big venues, not a lot of people, some in little venues and lots of people. Um, so yeah, it's been been an interesting last 10 months. Um, lots of new products, talking to lots of people, lots of custom stands out. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been great fun. And uh buying the odd card at the same time. <laughs> I was gonna say there's well, obviously the custom stands is what I've seen a lot of a lot of people, especially UK side in terms of breakers, people and whatnot and vogged by. Is that really growing in popularity, the custom stands? Because for for me with the top load podcast ones, it's just the perfect way to encapsulate a collection to have these custom stands. And on the back of that, it's it's a bit different at shows, obviously, because people can't just buy them there. Do, do people buy them at the shows or is it more like they look at it and then later on they go and like order it on the website or obviously via like Instagram? Yeah, so it's a bit of both. So we do take orders at the show. So you do get some people that it's it's a weird one. They'll see them at one show and you see them take note and they'll look at it. And then depending on how quick they're at the next show, you'll either get them through Instagram over the next week, two weeks. Or if you then see them at a show in a month's time, they'll be like, oh, I've seen you at X show beforehand. Um, I was looking at them then, and yeah, I think I can use them, and then they'll place their order there. Um, so yeah, it's it's always a good one. We tend to see obviously a spike after shows of obviously people ordering the custom stands, but 
we we thought when we launched them just over, well, about a year ago or so now, I think it was, um, that we'd have that initial influx of people that want them, then they might sort of calm down a little bit. But no, there's more and more people breaking, more and more people jumping on. Like you said, Vox, whatnot. Um, people wanting to have them for when they sell on eBay because it's a, a point of difference, isn't it, from from all the other sellers that are on there. So people know who, who they're buying from uh, more than I would scroll down and look at a name. So... Yeah, they just they keep ticking over. Um, ben will be in the kitchen now designing more because uh, he's only allowed out on card show days. Um, so he'll be uh, he'll be getting fed and watered, and uh, he'll be printing and designing away in uh, in the kitchen. Yeah, we love it. I'm going to pass over to Harry now to actually speak more about the upcoming show and what to expect, and even maybe a little surprise that people will be able to get from the show. Yeah, I think, you know, putting it into, into perspective, you know, as a day, a weekend as a whole, how much preparation goes into you coming to these shows or see it's not exactly a 10 minute journey around the corner for you, but and then bringing all the stock with you as well. You know, how far in advance do you look before coming to these shows and what sort of preparation do you have to do knowing that a show's upcoming? So um, obviously Harry releases the date and all the, the guys release their dates for the show. So we have to sort of, Look at those calendars, make sure there's no weddings or we haven't got anything to do with kids um, on those on those weekends. And then it's obviously you, you book your tables or you, you book your sponsorship package. Um, you then make sure you get your hotels in nice and early. Um, and then it's sort of that planning sort of month, six weeks before the show starts for us. Uh, we sort of plan what stock we want to take with us, which stands, how many of each we want to print, what colours. Uh, and then obviously factor the printing of them in around the the day to day week to week orders that we're getting anyway. Um, so like every time we've been like, oh, we'll get another printer now, like it, it warrants it. Um, it'll really help us prep for getting loads of stock ready for the card shows. And then by the time you've got that printer, it's been set up for three weeks. You're starting to get going, then your orders are picked up again, and you're like, mm, we need another show. We need another another printer. Um, so yeah, it's it's all about making sure we get get enough stock to have there on on the card show days for for people to buy, and then obviously the custom stuff for them to order. Um, and then when it comes to actually coming down to a show, especially when we've got to travel, obviously four hours, four and a half hours down to you Southerners, um, the the day before uh, a card show, me and Ben will we'll count all the stock what we've got, we'll work out what we're taking, um, we'll fill the van up. And then, yeah, it's working out what time the next day we're setting off down. Um, we'll probably agree a time at like two, half two on the Friday to set off down and then not actually end up leaving until five o'clock because we're waiting for something to finish on a printer. Um, is the usual story that, that happens and we'll end up in the pub at half nine, ten o'clock when we got down there for a couple of beers. Um, we were able to sit down there on the Friday. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it to get to a card show. And then it's that long slog of Red Bulls, whatever burger vans on, um, and just the pure energy that's in the room. Yeah, I think, yes, it's interesting to hear, you know, from when people walk into the, the front doors at the, at the sort of at London and, and see your, your table there and all the product that's on there. But, you know, the behind the scenes of trying to get all the stock there and the sort of the weeks leading up into, into the show to, to prep. Um, what are you know with London being this weekend? What are your expectations for the show? You know we're going to be moving into 
the upstairs room, obviously a much bigger number of, of attendees. And, you know, I guess what are your expectations for, for the business itself? And obviously for you personally with your, your collections, are you going to get a chance to move away from the table and eye a few things up yourself? Or is it going to be purely just based on, on the business that weekend? Uh, so I expect a good weekend as always, uh, a busy one. Obviously I had a, I had a sneaky peek up, upstairs last year when the, uh, the honey convention was going on and it's one, one big room is, uh, that we're going to be filling Saturday, Sunday. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a busy one. We're fortunate enough to have some friends that, uh, live down there, love collectors that, that come and help us out on a London card show weekend. Cause it's so busy. Um, just as a two man team, it, it, it almost be impossible. I think to do it as two of us, you just, yeah, you'd be far too busy. Uh, the number of people that, you you talk to never mind anything else. Um and then this time Ben's Ben's wife's coming down with us. Um that she's gonna see um that we're not actually just stood around having a laugh, uh playing with some cardboard and uh, we actually do work when we're at these shows. Um but yeah we've um we're taking a few extra steps we're waiting on a couple of deliveries to sort of enhance um what our tables look like. We've got a couple of couple of plans to make things stand out, make it look a little sleeker look more professional um the way we see it is the more professional and sleeker we make uh the stuff looks obviously the better the product's going to look and uh, the more invites going to be people to come over um so yeah that's the plan to then have a, a really good successful weekend um hopefully take lots of orders for stands people buy stands um we're gonna have some sort of card supplies and, and stuff with us um as well as a little bit extra um usually we have two tables at london um this year we've got three um so we can we've got all three tables the planned out um we, we mapped it out on ben's ben's kitchen floor and we know what's going on with the tables um the plans are there um so it's looking looking like a really positive and, and we're actually well organized at this point even though a couple of things are still left to be delivered um that it's looking really positive for the for the for the next weekend um so yeah excited and hopefully and uh with the extra helpers be able to pop round it's normally a, when it's a, a two-day event it's normally the sunday saturday you don't you rarely get time to go to the toilet never mind do anything else uh so it's usually sunday uh where we actually get to have a look around have a mooch around decide if there's anything that takes texas fancy or buy a couple of couple of blasters or some terrific cells for for the journey back because uh, obviously you deserve it after the long weekend. Yeah, I don't think you can say any any further than that. The fact that you definitely deserve that that little exciting rip at the end of end of the weekend. Um, I understand you've obviously got a a bit of a preview for a, a new a new sort of product you've got coming up at, at London this weekend. Yeah, so as as people might have heard on on Harry's live the other day, um, they're having some sort of a merch merch stall. Um, so they're gonna have like mugs, hats, t shirts. And also they're going to have, if you're uh, watching it on the old YouTube, you'll be able to see the uh, London Car Show stand um, that they're going to be available uh, there. He's um, he, he obviously we arranged with him to, to get those sorted and, and they're all they're all down with him now. He's got, got them all with him. They're going to be available at um, 11.99 uh, is what they're available at over the Saturday. And those that are left for the Sunday, uh, if you don't all pick them up, on the Saturday, um, but the more you buy, the more Harry will buy for the next show. So buy, buy, buy away. 
I'm sure we're seeing a lot of those stands around on Instagram stories and Instagram posts, I'm sure, over the, the following week or two from uh, from London. So exciting times and definitely, yeah, a really uh, a really exciting product to be to be launched that at London. Ron, I'll, uh, I'll flick it back over to you, mate. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm definitely going to be getting one of the boys to pick one of them up for me on the Saturday because I'm not sure if they're going to last to the Sunday. But I think that's the one thing I was going to ask you. Obviously, once I got my stands a oh, good time ago now, and people don't know the original design was like a screw on the back. These new ones are actually, you can just place it on. So is it more suitable for a lot more variety of card and bigger sizes? Because I know these ones were, these are great. Don't get me wrong. I love these. They're using every day. But can you get more on these stands, especially like these custom ones, what the London Car Show have got? Uh, so obviously with the adjustable ones you've got, they're, they're ideal for holding it in place. Um, so obviously you've got the back plate there. So that's the, version two design you've got there the version three design that we use now it's slightly different um but yeah so they they work for up to obviously 360 point mag cards so that they pretty much cover everything that that you can get um but the new ones these obviously are, are more ideal for breakers um the way the cards sit on them uh, and when they're streaming you don't have to mess around with the the back plate at the back they can just sit them on top um and it, and it sort of works perfect for them cards on and off same with those that are listing on ebay and, and all that sort of stuff it's it's dead quick dead easy and um dead handy for them so uh we've obviously got all the options for them there there's obviously the easel as well uh, for those that like that style um so it's more about giving giving the customer as many options as they want there's a couple of other versions that, that we're working on the minute uh we're trying to work on one that's like a, a lay down one for those that sort of go from above uh, when they're breaking or, or when they're taking the photos uh, and then one um, that's similar to this um, but the front sort of where the plate of the logo is it, it's angled um, for those that sort of film on like a 45 degree angle down to the card so um, we're working with a couple of people so we're working with Matt Cully on the angled one and uh, Dan's cards on the, the lay down one to sort of get those designs right um, and then we can launch them to obviously the, the wider market yeah fantastic that's one thing I think what works so well with the product, especially when you get customs, that everyone has different color schemes for their logos or patterns. And have you had, obviously you've had a big wide range now of, I remember at the beginning it was just the logos, but you've had quite a few different designs now because some people might just think, oh, it's just the logo that you can have on it, but it's really, really customizable now. And there's some great designs that I've seen out there. Yeah, so we've, we've, we've done all sorts now. So we've recently for, for one of our customer that was a, a Carson Wentz, NFL player fan. Um, he's had like a spellbound set of uh, stands done. Um, a couple of the footballers that are, are now getting into the cards. So Tosin's got one that's his uh, sort of the back of the Fulham shirt. We've obviously Tosin his number underneath it. We've done the same for uh, John Buckley and Bradley Dack, the two uh, Blackburn Rovers players. Um, they've had sort of their name stands done as well. Um, and then people sort of get sort of nameplate like locker room plates so the player name and then the, the number that they are that you see more in america than really in the uk and um, they have locker room plates you can sort of sometimes buy signed locker room plates mm. obviously in america they'll, they'll sign everything um you can probably get signed used socks and stuff out there um <laughs> but yeah so sort of that design and then obviously sort of team names that sort of stuff so yeah the uh if you can get a design for it and it's up to eight colors then i'll give it a go eight colors as well yeah definitely 
I was just thinking I've definitely got to think of a nice granite jacket design now. I know I know Harry Harry's thinking he's getting a good for one. Every single Arsenal player in the squad near enough it sounded like podcast one, H hey, Shake. So that's the great thing to see is so many different options available. And do you, would you say the custom ones are now your most popular products? Or is it still like I've got a few of your helmet stands, for example, that go on the wall, which are great for like your F1 helmets or the NFL helmets. Are they still doing really well as well? Yeah, so it sort of sort of ebbs and flows really, depending on, on, on what's popular at the time. So the Star Wars, so we do a we do a amount for like full star full size Star Wars helmets. Um so they're really popular all year round because Star Wars is the Star Wars, it's, it's on all the time on, on Disney Plus and stuff. Um uh, for, for people to watch and they're they're buying their helmets and stuff. But sort of the sports side of it, it's it's more what's on TV, what's relevant. Um, so you start to see a spike in it at those points. Um, and then depending on obviously what part of the seasons you're at, you see sort of the colours sort of flow with that. Um, so at the minute you see quite a lot of programme mounts with obviously red and green for the Chiefs and the uh, the Eagles. Um, and keep the face straight, Ronnie. Come on. The Eagles. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we've obviously we're working with Five Star um, to do the, the programs and mounts and stuff with those. Um, so we've managed to secure an extra 10 um, programs to bring down to London with us for this year's Super Bowl. Um, so we'll have those available on the table um, also for people to buy uh, on the Saturday and the Sunday if um, they haven't managed to get hold of a Super Bowl program. Uh, and some people might not even know that it's possible that you can get hold of Super Bowl programs in the UK. Um, but yeah, we've We've got them. We'll have them with us, and and they'll be available. We'll have the program top loaders and, and mounts with us as well. So we've got everyone covered. Yeah, fantastic. And just to end up on, have you? We're always keen on asking for people advice at card show, especially if people haven't been before. Have you got like one piece of advice for someone who's attending a card show? Because it's very easy to get lost in the moment at a card show, and just you end up walking around in circles and you just have no real idea. Especially in London, because it's so big and so many people. <laughs> Uh, piece of advice number one: buy from third down displays. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the uh, the real piece of advice would be: take your time. You don't need to spend all your money by quarter past ten. Um, it's a long day. There's well, yeah, there's two hundred tables in there this year um, for, for the show at the weekend. So take your time, have a look round, and the likelihood is the card will still be there when you get back. But if it is something that the reason you've gone is for that card, just pick it up and get it. Hustle. Always hustle. 100%. I think that's the massive one as well, that even though Tate might have a price on, there's always wiggle room in them prices. And don't forget, as well, I always say, don't forget people, they can trade as well. Always ask if people are interested in other things. But in between now and obviously Saturday, Sunday, whereabouts could people find you if they want to have a look at the products and potentially order some stuff as well? So there's the website, uh, www.thirddown.co.uk, or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Third Down Displays. Um, on on there. Um, so yeah, just if you've got any questions or anything, or you want anything specific, bring in bring into the card show for you for to look at. If it's sort of more memorabilia display wise, um, just drop us a message because the majority of the stuff we do take to, to the card shows are for cards. Um, but obviously, a lot of people collect memorabilia and stuff as well. So if there's something specific you want in, um, drop us a message and we'll we'll do as best to get it printed and, and bring it down with us. 
yeah like i say at the instagram post and on the youtube it'll be down below the link to the website and for the socials anyway but as i say we wish you all the best of luck this weekend we look forward to seeing you as well and hopefully a lot of them custom sounds keep flying because we do i do love watching them as you post them out on the instagram ah thank you buddy thank you and now moving on to the last part we're going to take a short break but we'll be joined by jason who's going with my el toro cars to look at it from a buyer's perspective at the show, this is going to be an interesting end of the segment because me and Harry normally have no idea and end up spending all of our money. Massive thank you yet again to Third Down Displays for joining us. And now moving on to the last part of the London Card Show special, we are joined by the Spanish collector from Essex. Yeah, he, he's going to explain it briefly in a second. But Jason, oh. welcome to the Top Loaded Podcast. How are you, my friend? I'm all good. Thank you for having me on. Having me on. Yeah, all good. Let's get the show on the road. Oh, 100%. I've got to ask for everyone listening because there is a reason why you claim to have a Spanish PC. Oh, and God. also, I've got to bring up now, you do claim to be related to someone who wants to play for Barcelona. Yeah, Lionel Messi. No, I'm joking. I, I wish it was Lionel <laughs> Messi. Uh, no, so um, from the mum's side of the family, uh, full Spanish. So I was, I'm half Spanish, claim to be full Spanish. And uh, for the Spanish... Um, Barcelona player is Pinto. I, you probably won't know him. I think he's got one compilation of him saving a penalty, showing he was going the other way. That's his claim to fame. But um, yeah, he's a, a. I believe he's cousin or second cousin. I need to make sure. But yeah, so I've got a SGC card of him. Uh, of him. So yeah, get your family tree out. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Well, his claim to fame is he's related to someone who. Uh, has been on the field with Messi and uh yeah well I'm not going to say that because I relate to absolutely no one so we might as well talk about the show obviously it's building up now it's only a few days away we all can't wait for it now and Harry have you got any key bits of advice just in general before we go into actual detail on trade night and the actual like when obviously when everyone goes to their first show or even multiple what is them bits of advice that you would offer? Because it can be a daunting experience going to a show. Yeah, I think, you know, there there's a lot of points and advice you could give to someone coming to London as their first show. I know um, Third Down Displays touched on it through their advice. And I think the key bit of advice is just to take your time. I know my first ever London card show at the, the sports hall, and I think I'd been there for two hours and I'd blown my budget already. Like I went in head first or all the cards I saw that I liked. And I was like, I've got nothing else to do. I want to go home. Um, so it's really important, but it is important to go there with a the budget. But for me, just take your time, walk around, assess the situation, see what's about, interact with people, you know, no one, and you're all there for the same reason. Don't feel like you're going to be, no one's going to reply to you. No one's going to talk to you. Everyone's going to ignore you. Like we're all there for the same reason. So interact with people, but most importantly, just take your time, wander around, see what's about, see what cards are about, see what cards you take your fancy. Remember it. If it's a good enough price, you don't want to let it go, you know, try and negotiate a deal then. Um, but for me, it's to go there with a budget and just take your time. Don't rush in like a bull in a China shop like I did. And after two hours have nothing else to to look at or to purchase so um yeah honestly that would be my my sort of key bit bit of advice but most importantly is just to interact with people that was the thing that really took me by surprise i think my second show i think i, I rocked up on my own it was the first show at sad and i was like i'm gonna go on my own and, and see what the vibe is like and you get talking to people on instagram you say oh like you know when we're there we'll grab a quick chat and put a face to put a face to the instagram handle and 
it brings it a lot a lot more to life and i think you know when you're meeting people that you've spoken to for six seven months i know the same with like, when i was with you ronnie you know i've been speaking to ronnie on instagram for months and never knew what he looked like never knew what you know anything about him and then we also we met at london and it's been you know the rest is history so yeah there would be my key bits of, of advice for anyone heading to london for your first second third fourth show um yeah so Jason, obviously, just touching on what Harry just said there regarding actual people within the hobby. And I've heard a lot of people say this week, and I know we've all mentioned it as well, that actually it's the people at the show that most people actually go there for. Obviously, it's great having the cars there, being able to do deals. But do you think that's really key in it, that people actually go in there because you actually got good mates within the hobby? Oh, 100%. Um, normally, you know, you talk to guys on Instagram, for, say, I think after COVID, normally, yeah, and then you see them in real life and you have to ask them what their Instagram handle is. I remember talking to, I think it was DJ um, on Instagram, speaking to him about, you know, cards. And 30 minutes in, I was like, are you, are you DJing? He was like, yeah, yeah, mate. And I was like, yeah, I'm old Torre. You know, after 30 minutes of chatting, you realise, you know, who you're chatting to. Um, obviously, if you talk to people on Instagram, obviously they know who you are. Um, normally they look out for the cards you want to buy. So going to the show... Um, I'll probably buy, you know, Yemri Pino, Sergio Rivas, uh, Sergio Ramos, basically Spanish players. And um, I remember, I think it was you, Ronnie, um, seeing a Brian Gill out of 10 in um, Fora's little yes. um, yeah. £1, £10 boxes. And I think, yeah, out of 10, I think Illusions, uh, for 10 quid, I was like, you know, bargain, um, just for the PC itself. Um, yeah, just talking to other people, getting to know them, and, you know, even talking to sellers, Um for the vendors itself. So I remember me and Harry going to Ticket Slabs for the first time uh, in the last London card show, just talking about the tickets, some of it, uh, the stuff that he's got. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's good to, you know, see people in real life, you know, have a chat with them and spend time with them instead of, you know, talking on Instagram for about 20 minutes. Oh, no, I think that's a brilliant point. I think as well, I've, I think every single person, like you said, with you and uh, Paddy, obviously, DGen, of you can be talking to someone for a good, 10 15 plus minutes and it's until you actually say are you this person or anything really everyone yeah. should walk around with like i always said to harry for a laugh that on your tickets for the show you should have you should be able to have like a bit where you can put your username or something like that oh, that'll be class I, I might actually it's not a bad try, idea that run yeah. Yeah, I might <laughs> trademark that one for the next show i might uh, reach out with the idea but no it's it's such a great experience and like from all the shows speaking to everyone i remember like every time going to the pub in between that and trade night, obviously now, which we'll get onto in a minute, but it's like you say, you're creating, the hobby's a great place as it is, but then obviously all the people, and it's crazy to think how far and wide people come from as well, that it's not everyone just around the same corner. You've got people traveling down from Scotland, from Manchester, all the way up, like up from Southampton, South Coast. So it's fantastic. And like you say, also when you do speak to a lot of people, people do look out for each other and look out for cars. Because I remember back in the july show i was vending at that one and i had a, i think it was both of you two actually it was like oh, there's a shaka on this table and, and it's that that from thing because no one can see every card at a show it's impossible everyone's going to miss at least one card it's like you say the the brian hill at forest flick through or if someone's i know for example harry was looking for certain parts of his rainbow for good for steiner you'd be looking out for that and it's just a great experience and, and also, you did can i just add thank you yeah <laughs> tick that one off um you can pay me later for that one um but no i think it's just a great experience in general when back to you harry what i was we always do is look out for each other's cards and it's not just a process of taking cards people get deals done 
in lead up. I know you've done this before that you've reached out to people, spoke about it and got a deal done. And that's the important thing is to know is put out what you're bringing along to trade or sell because people might want to make a pre-deal with you. Like, I think this is perfect for you because you've actually done that in the past. Yeah, I think, yes, it's, it's a great tool to have where people are posting out stuff on Instagram to say that I'm bringing these to London. If you want to buy it, we can then save yourself on postage and stuff like that and make a deal at the show. And you think even I made a deal the last on the card show where I literally paid half of the, the amount at the time to secure the deal, then paid the latter half, obviously, at the show and we we did the handover. So it's a, it's a really good tool to have and it's a really great way of people going to see what cards are going to be there. You know, it's going to be a drop in the ocean to compare to what you're actually going to see at the show. But to have that element where you can almost make a pre-deal with the show or have an eye and see what is actually going to be there and you can then take your pick off that. Um, but also, yeah, it's just it's important not to get too engrossed into what goes on to the Instagram stories because it is a drop in the ocean to what selection is going to actually be be at the show. And for all you know, the card that you might buy from the show, you might not even follow them on Instagram. Um, but yeah, so that, that element of these shows is really, really good. And it's really useful because like I said, you know, I paid half at the time of the deal and then the latter half when we did the handover at the show. So it's really good to make those sorts of deals. Cause you know, if it's a car that you really want and London's two weeks away, you don't want to risk the postage or risk the, you know, Royal mail or, or anything like that. You've got that ability to just, just go, listen, you're going to London. Cool. We'll do a handover in two weeks time and we'll, we'll take each other, take it from each other, each other then. So um, yeah, it's a great aspect. And I think, you know, it's really one that people, do do and people can can benefit from it as well definitely and postage I, yeah 100 percent. that's a great thing and <laughs> i'm not saying anything about royal mail or anything but sometimes they can't be as trusted as other places but mm. i think another thing as well is the mm. like the floor plan has just come out and coming to you jace that there is it's always important to have not really a game plan so to speak but you know where you go for example i know that there's a certain stall that you're going to be going straight over to because you've got some good deals there before. So do you think it's important to like have a look at the seating plan before you go and just have a rough idea of what kind of stalls are there, what you might be interested in from, and just have that in your mind before going in so you're not completely like blinded by the headlights? I'm being honest, walking in, I'll probably be blinded by the headlights anyway. Normally I go with a game plan, but that goes straight out of the window first thing. Um but yeah, no, 100%. Just uh, on Instagram, normally you see the people that you follow, uh, if they are a vendor, just seeing where they are based, um, seeing where they are. So you make sure you go to them first or just see your mates um, or even going to, you know, grading club to get your cars graded or getting, you know, stands from third downs. Um, but yeah, normally it's always good to have a game plan. For me, I'll probably say my game plan is going to be, you know, Spanish people. Um, maybe to go more vintage, which I think is... There's not a lot of vintage in the, the card shows in the UK. Obviously, in America, there's, you know, loads and loads. But, yeah, go to the tables that you know you're most, most comfortable at. Maybe, you know, where you're going to get – you think you're going to get your deals. Um, I know I'm probably going to be going to – I can't remember what – I think it's uh, Jojo JMS. He does – so he does completely just all vintage uh, pre-war, which I think is new in the London card show. I'm going to be going to him for a pack of Hinto with my PC. So, yeah, just uh, look at the floor plan, see what there is, um, and obviously meet up with people to get some more deals. Definitely. I think that's a great point, especially after you've been a couple – so obviously if people's their first show, it's <laughs> one of them that you've got to learn the like, actual vendors for the next time. But once you've been a couple, you kind of know, especially it's a lot of repeat mm. 
So, for example, Wedding Collectibles that we get along very well with always have some really nice yeah. stuff. And I would always recommend people checking them out after the boys go there so they can get their good deals. But I don't think there'll be anything left. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. With Especially when Jason's going in. Really do need to get oh. there before him. But obviously, that's just a bit of the main show. But obviously, Trade Night as well. I, I really want to touch on this because obviously, it's absolutely ginormous in the States, Trade Nights. You see most of the deal, big deals get done at trade nights. And I've done quite a few nice deals at trade nights over the last couple that I've been to. And I think the one thing to keep in mind is that one is that in the daytime, vendors don't get the chance to go away from their tables to make deals, buy stuff, sell stuff and trade stuff. Whereas at trade night, they actually do manage to get away from the table. And obviously we know that they've got that high stock level so they can bring stuff out and actually want to get deals on because obviously they've made a bit of money during the day. So Harry, Obviously, last the last trade night, you actually come away from quite good deals. Yeah, yeah, some bizarre deals as well, to be honest. Um, I think trade nights are great aspects, and I think it's going to be even bigger than it was last time. Um, you know, I think we've touched on it pretty pretty well in that segment where trades really aren't as apparent and aren't as popular here in the UK as they are compared to the US. And I think it's an element that we are, as a community in the UK, are getting better with, but I think we can still grow in the trading aspect of of these shows um and trading that really enhances that because there's so many better ways you can get a deal done including trades because both parties benefit you're both getting cards out of it a bit extra cash here and there and i think you know the trade night really does enhance that because you are purely just trading i mean i think there was a guy that comes to a couple of cards i'd laid out and i like a psa six machamp pokemon um i ended up trading with me for a psa 8 george russell from 2021 chrome i mean it's like it's just it was by pure fluke that the right guy had to come and walk along and be like got these f1 slabs don't watch f1 don't know anything about it i collect my champ want to do a trade i'll see i'm massively into my f1 myself so i'm thinking win-win situation so it's it still like that where it really proves how important trading can be and will be in in the uk community that we really just try and knuckle down on and try and incorporate more into deals whether it be during the day or specifically at, at trade night so yeah trade night's going to be going to be wicked i'm really looking forward to that yeah definitely it's sad to be missing that one and obviously jason i know that you've you've got a bit of a game plan in terms of for the actual trade night that if you've got a few things that you're going to be taking with you to trade night and i personally i've said to you on multiple occasions before that i think it's a really good thing to actually walk in not just cash as your liquid asset because it's one of them cash it's great but people sometimes want to have another asset in exchange. So have how do you find actually taking cards a lot? Obviously, it's going to be quite different to the last one because you've actually got a different array of stuff, yeah. this one to take with you. So are you looking forward to having that asset with you on the table at trade night and hopefully be able to get some deals done, but potentially you might not be able to get done in the daytime? No, 100%. I think my arm is not going to be looking forward to carrying all that all them cards, you know, all around and then putting on the table. Um, but yeah, no, hundred percent. Getting my shipment back from Grilla Ships and um, other places as well. Got a lot of stock in. I'm being honest. I think I'm the only one here that hasn't actually like traded something in trade night. Maybe it shows how bad my stock is. Um, but um, yeah, gonna have a few more cards. Uh, I think more cards that maybe people more interested in, not just me. Um, obviously not not everyone's interested in um Spanish cards, but you know, obviously Spanish Pedri, everyone's interested in Pedri, Jude. I'm gonna be bring some uh some of them along. Um, but yeah, gonna be looking forward to that. And as well, you know, if I run out of cash, you know, I've got some cards to use as trade. Um, 
to you know get the card that they have so it'll be it'll be good it'll be good it's a new experience and obviously in the new hall as well well which will be better yeah just touched on next i know that you're like myself you're gonna go into the world of youtube soon though is it gonna be something that you're potentially gonna like document for people like the actual experience of trade night or even afterwards like looking back at some of the stuff you picked up because i think a lot of people might be interested to see that from different point of views no 100 100 um not too sure if I'll be filming this card show, but the next card show I will, if I am going, which I'll make sure I will do. But um, yeah, no, 100%, because if there's, you know, people at home uh, not able to uh, come to the card show, it's always nice for them to see what actually happened on the day, you know, how trades are done in the UK. Because in America, you know, as um, you and Harry said, that, you know, it's, it's constant, it's constant. Everyone's, you know, most deals are trades. But in the UK, I feel like it's a market that everyone's not, wanting to do i think everyone you know likes cash everyone likes to have cash uh but if you know if you've got a card that you know you can't really move on but you know someone's interested in trade it's it's an easier deal it's an easier deal but um no looking forward to it yeah might um record some stuff but um yeah and i'm being honest as well when i go to the card show maybe a few weeks later to see some youtube videos um just to remind you know how how you know it was a good day and all that and just remember you know some of the dodgy you know your mates or you done yeah i think that's a great point i think everyone loves watching the card show content and especially like i said some people can't get to it whether it's because they've got other plans they're not able to and to be able to show it off not show off but just actually promote what's going on over in the uk because i know a lot of the us guys do watch it and i think that's going to be a really big thing going forward not just for the people in the uk scene but obviously we had it at the last one with sunday league investor we had trike and obviously ryan card collector to come over and really start exposing the UK scene of what it is and actually having I've seen quite a few people on whatnot and I've saying oh that's really come over so that's a great thing and with you Harry on trade night one of my main areas of concern has been in the past which I hope it's not is it does sometimes feel like some people are basically setting up as a vendor rather than trying to trade like all they want to do is sell I know it's called trade night for a reason you're meant to be trading it's right to sell things I, I guarantee you that it's fine everyone would love to make a bit of cash in the past, have you seen that as a bit the only a very small downside to a very successful trade night? Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I I really can't think of any con that stands out significantly of of a trade night. Um, I do get the point where obviously sometimes people do just set up as if it's like a free vendor spot and it's a trade night. But I tell you what, is my case under everything. Just sit there and wait for people to come to me. Um, which you know we were fortunate enough last time to have a couple of us sitting around where. We can say this and look after our cars when we go for a wander around. Um, but I think it's important that where if people are coming up to you and being like, you know, what's your price on X? To say, well, tell you, what have you got to trade for? I think, you know, if people are going and going, oh, I don't know, 50 pounds, oh, cool, here's 50 quid. That's that's the element where you're taking away trade night. You're more just saying it's an extended show in the evening. Um, so I think it's about the people that are going are going there to try and trade as opposed to buy cards um but i think it is maybe the only very small tweak that will probably need to be done you can't go in there and go no buying or selling no buying or selling is allowed it has to be trades only because it's never it's never going to work like that um but i think it probably is the only very small tweak that needs to be as a community we are going in there and saying this is for trading we don't know if you, you buy the odd one or two cards here and there then you know it's not gonna be an issue but if you're going there solely just as a, an image to be like right i'm set up my table here these are my cards wait for someone to come to me 
Like that's not what trade night is there for. Um, but I think as an overall, there's not really too much you can, you know, say anything bad about trade night because I think it is wicked and it brings that element into the UK. Um, but I guess it's the people that are going there are there for the right reasons, as opposed to like a free event spot for an extended show. No, I think that's a great point. And like we say, I think the hobby is getting to a very good point where we all understand it a lot more and it it adds that extra bonus to the shows having these trade nights. And obviously both of you two are experiencing both of the days. Obviously I'm experiencing one. So it's a for the first, but for both of you it's actually a new experience. Because mm. um, how I've always seen it as a two-day show is it's very hard. Obviously, you've got to make your money last, which is a very tricky thing anyway. But certain cards will be available at a price on the Saturday, but could be cheaper the Sunday, or they could be available the Saturday, not available the Sunday. So it's quite a hard one mentally to work out a plan for two days. But I think it will come down to, and I've no doubt that Jason will agree here, that if it is what you think of a card that you've not seen and you really want it in the PC, you've got to try and make that deal there and then because you can say, oh, I'll save it to tomorrow. It might be 20% cheaper, but there's 1,800 to 2,000 people on the Saturday and it's looking mm. like near enough 1,000 on Sunday. So it's a case of, Jason, that if you see a card, you've got to try and make the deal. Even though you need money to last both days, it's still a case of you might not see that item again or at the same price, it could go up, could go down. Because how I'm seeing it as well is, it's a full Premier League weekend that weekend. So what oh, happens if a player at three o'clock goes and scores a hat-trick on the Sunday, his price might go up 30 quid. So would that be your thing as well of make sure you just live the moment of if it's a card you like, don't think about saving the money in terms of for tomorrow. Try and get that deal done as you see it. No, 100%. Hopefully uh, the vendor doesn't have Wi-Fi to check the scores if that player uh, that I want has scored. Um no, um, I'm probably the worst one to ask, but normally I just see a card I buy it and then Sunday I'll have no money and have no cards because you know trade them and then use the money. But um, I would say be very clever with your money. Everyone's probably more clever than me with the money, but um, I would say don't hold out too long just because, for example, I was um, when me and Harry was at Ticket Slabs, I remember we kept going back to the table for that uh, Saka ticket. I'm being honest, I was very surprised that it was still there. Very surprised. Um, but um, yeah, don't ho- hold out too long. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, I'm being honest as well. You know, sometimes that, you know, if you know the vendor uh, very well, you know, you can go, okay, I'll I'll have the cash in like 10 minutes, you know. And you'll, you know, have a quick walk around and then um, make the deal then. But yeah, don't hold out too long because, you know, you'll lose out on the deal. And if it's something that, you know, low numbered or a high grade or something that you, you know, want to cherish and it'll be in your PC, I think try and make the deal and hopefully both the vendor and yourself come off with a good deal. Because they'll be they'll always be happy to give you um a card that's in your PC. For example, um I remember I told the guy I collect Pino and he knew that. So he, you know, gave me a card for a cheaper discount, which is always a uh, nice to have. Yeah, I mean, Ronnie, obviously, we, we were both there on the Saturday last time round. Um, and obviously, you touched on the fact, obviously, me and Jason, they're going to be there the whole weekend. You're only yes. there, going to be there on the Sunday. Obviously, me and you both experiencing just the Sunday last time around. What are you expecting coming up to this show, only being there on the Sunday this time and also experiencing them both like the, the opposite day of the show compared to last time round? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, I'm quite intrigued, actually, by being there just the Sunday because... I think it's going to work both ways in terms of obviously, yes, people on the Saturday will have 
maybe I wouldn't even say more cards to choose from because there'll be new vendors on the Sunday than there is the Saturday. And a lot of people would actually think, oh, these vendors are going to have to try and clear these cards out for cheap. But she's going to go, if they do, it works in your favour being there the Sunday. So I'm quite optimistic for the Sunday and just experiencing it in a different way. So I'm hoping next time I will be able to do both days as well. So I can mm. see the Saturday point of view, just the Sunday point of view and the whole weekend experience with trade night. But I'm quite optimistic for just the Sunday. Obviously, there's a few other things playing on the Sunday as well in terms of you've got the match tax swap shop. So it, it have there'll be a lot of people there, but it might not necessarily be in the so-called higher end products so i'm actually really looking forward to it and but with some of the stuff we've got planned like especially content it's going to be really interesting i'll be vlogging the day as well on my channel so it'd be quite interesting to see obviously you'll be filming on a saturday i'll be filming on a sunday and it'd be quite a good comparison for people because some people might be thinking that oh i'm not around the saturday so i can only go to sunday but is it worth going to sunday it's the last day of the mm -hmm. show but i'm got a feeling that there's going to be good deals to be had and the good thing as well is vendors will be picking cards up at trade night, which will then go on for sale, which people might... Obviously, if me, you and Jason will rent, you're not necessarily walking around with your case open. So, But at trade night, if someone picks up that card, they might have it on their like the counter for the next day. So I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully be able to uh, get some lovely Gabrielle and Jacques cards. But most importantly as well, for the Sunday, to keep in mind, I'm quite intrigued to see how the merchandise does that Harry and the team have brought on because you've got beautiful Vault X binders that we've had, we, we was lucky enough to have a sneak peek, which look fantastic. So I recommend everyone. But then also further down the space, Jealous. literally in part two, showed us the new card stands, which are at 11.99, which I think is an absolutely ridiculously good price, which I will be getting one of these two boys to pick me while I'm up on the Saturday, because I've got a feeling they won't make it till a Sunday. Only if you ask nicely. That's all right. You'll see me just camp out there as it opens and go straight to Arsenal <laughs> so I make sure I get one. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Sunday perspective, especially bringing content with it as well, because I think a lot of people have that question. I think it's a very good question of what is a Sunday like at a card show? Because in America, it's only for three, four days. And obviously right. it, every day gets quieter, a bit slower. So I'm really looking forward to it. And Obviously, no, but, this weekend. No, but I was going to say as well, I think, I, I don't know for Harry, but this is my first time for Sunday as well. So hopefully, you know, you can see, I think last um, London College, I think there was a bit more Pokemon on the Sunday. Um, so that could be, you know, good for Pokemon collectors to maybe, you know, go on Saturday to see Pokemon and Sunday, which will be hopefully more. But yeah, for, for me, it's going to be the first time on Sunday. So it'll be a good insight to see, you know, how it would be if there's cards still there, more stock or, you know, different z vendors, really. Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, now, as this is coming out, it's Tuesday at 7pm. Obviously, the show starts with VIPs at half nine on Saturday, open same time oh. Saturday and Sunday at half nine. And for the like, general entry, it is 10 o'clock. So it is right on our doorstep now. It's literally a few days away. When some people are listening to this, it could be travelling to the show and I'll just ask for a, like, some closing words just about the show and just what you want to try and pick up and what you're looking forward to it. So, Harry, just a last like, few closing notes before the end of the episode about what you're feel, feeling for this show coming up and what you think, how it's going to go for you as a collecting at the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. I'm really excited for the first, the first show of this year. Um, you know, obviously, you're always looking. So I know, obviously, Ronnie, me and you already pre-made a deal obviously for, for the show on the Sunday. Um Obviously, yeah, anything, anything Arsenal, um, anything usually Pierre Gasly or Gunther Steiner. 
um, Hamilton. They're probably the, 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 the massive, you know, PC bits for me. Um, but no, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. Obviously got a lot of content planned for the for the Saturday, um, which obviously hopefully be going up as my debut video on my YouTube channel um, a couple of days after the weekend's done. Um, and also, yeah, then it's obviously taking the Sunday. Obviously, you'll be there on the Sunday, Ron. So it'll be good to have you back uh, on the Sunday. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to, to catching up with people, obviously, from the previous show. Um, and I've sort of meeting a couple of new faces that obviously I've made deals with over the last couple of weeks at the show on the Saturday as well. So, um, yeah, I'm buzzing for it. Yeah, really excited for the first show of this year. And, yeah, new new venue as well. Or a new venue, but not a new venue. Um, so, yeah, I'm buzzing for it, mate. I can't wait. What about yourself? Yeah, I, I really can't wait for it. Like you say, especially with picking up some recent deliveries as well, getting a bit in the bit of a feel for the shows. When especially you see other people's content, it's been some amazing shows over in the states that I've been seeing, and it's one of them that it seems like last week since the last one, but it's in the last the week before drags normally. You're like, right, yeah. just get me to the show, especially so. Lucky enough, I'll be fortunate enough. I'll be at Arsenal on Saturday, so I won't be at the show, but I'll be. Especially that Saturday, I'm going to be in the group chat. Go on, what pickups, boys? <laughs> Especially at trade night, I'll be like, what's going on? Let, let us know. And then obviously Sunday morning, first thing, just before it all opens, I'll be standing outside the Surrey Hall at Sandown, really looking forward to meeting you guys and obviously getting in, having a look around, filming some content, just meeting people. So I'm, I actually would say I'm more on the side of just looking forward to talk to people again. Because it's great, don't get me wrong, it's great talking over Instagram, but you never it's never the same as in person. You don't have to wait for someone to read it. They could be at work. So really, really looking forward to it. And obviously, Jason will be going along with you this Saturday as well. And obviously, be with me this Sunday. So how are you looking forward to it, Jason? Obviously, we know UPC about 487 different Spaniards. But is there anyone in, partic- <laughs> <laughs> anyone in particular that you'll be looking for at the show? And like how you're feeling about the show? Well, my main PC, main, main, I'll probably say is Paco Hento, which probably 99.9% of people don't know who that is, unless you're probably in the vintage uh, market. So going to, well, by chance, find him. Um, Sergio Rivas, a Real Madrid player uh, in the Merlin set in um, some um, stadium club chrome. So I'm going to be looking at see if there's any of him. Might be picking up some Jeremy Pina. I'm a bit uh, undecided with that. And obviously, Sergio Ramos, I'm going to 100% get him. No, I'm looking forward to the show. I still can't believe it's only one week. It's like uh, Christmas. Just can't wait for it to um, come. And then, yeah, just can't wait. Just hopefully spend all my money. And don't go home bankrupt, which probably will happen, which happened probably the last time, the other time, the other time. I'll probably have a... This is not a selling point for the London car show. Do not go there and get bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't predict anything, honestly. <laughs> now Barclays on the phone, but um, no, no, excited. Um, I think as well going into the card shop, I've got obviously as you said uh, more stock, just uh, cards wise, graded cards wise. Um, but yeah, try not to do what I done the first card show. I think it was about four hours. I didn't buy one single card because I was like, oh, I wanted the perfect card. I end up buying a Carlos Sainz PSA 10 Sapphire, which has gone down about a hundred quid. So that's that's gonna that's not gonna be my plan. But yeah, no, gonna yeah, gonna be good, but gonna go well in collectibles. So that's gonna be the main one. So shout out to them. Yeah, I think like I said, we're all really looking forward to the show now. It's literally upon us. So we really do wish everyone who's going 
we look forward to seeing you there. Hopefully, you'll be able to grab a chat, see what you're buying, what you're selling. Hopefully, get some deals done as well. Obviously, everyone who's not there, we look forward to bringing you some content so it feels like you haven't missed it. And there'll be our next episode, episode 50, which is obviously going to be a special one for us, but it'll be the London show recap where we'll talk about our pickups, what we thought about the show, looking forward to it. At that time, we'll have the new dates of the new show as well, which will be announced this Sunday at the show. So from the three of us, we are really looking forward to the show. Um, Jason, welcome to the Top Low Podcast. We'd love to have you back on in the future and good luck with the card show and also your and your YouTube venture as well. We really look forward to watching Thank the you. progress. Thank but you. From the three of us, we hope everyone out there is doing well, staying safe, buying, selling, trading at the card show and most importantly, happy hobbying and good night.